On this edition of the Iowa Business Report. Again, a really good picture for the state of Iowa as a whole and for all Iowans as well. How competitive is Iowa when compared with other states? The new edition of an important annual report was just released. A major investment for a major Iowa employer. And in our business profile, you'll hear about a family-owned bank handling Iowa's agricultural needs for more than a century. This is the Iowa Business Report for the first weekend of March 2024. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. Each year, the Iowa Business Council prepares a much-anticipated report on how Iowa compares with the rest of the nation in a variety of ways. It's called the Iowa Competitive Dashboard, and Iowa Business Council President Joe Murphy explains the rationale behind the report. This is our signature research report. We've been publishing this every year since 2011, and this provides an apples-to-apples comparison on how the state of Iowa is competing nationally against the rest of the country on a per-state basis. And so these metrics and measurements are snapshots in time. They tell a story of where Iowa is competing very well and maybe where there are some opportunities for improvement as we look for areas to further invest in or to make changes among our public policy. There are five different broad categories that you survey, and I have to say it's a good report card yet. Again, obviously there are areas where there can be improvement, but let's go through each of these if we can. Let's start with economic growth. Tell us what you're looking for in there and how does Iowa measure up compared to our peers? Well, economic growth is pretty well self-explanatory. It just measures our ability from an economic standpoint, our economic output, our manufacturing value for our growth output, and then also how Iowans are handling the economy with respect to their median income. And when you look at our metrics, again, a really good picture for the state of Iowa as a whole and for all Iowans as well. If you look at our gross state product, for example, we've seen a significant increase over last year's report, approaching a 10% increase when you look at the year-over-year metrics there, which is, I think, really important given the size of our state, only about 3 million people, shows the level of resiliency and tenacity that our companies have to have such a strong output. And again, signifies that Iowa punches above its weight class. You know, although we're ranked 31st in the nation with respect to that gross state product, again, having uh, almost 10% increase year over year when we're competing against states like California and Florida and Texas that are top five gross state products in the world, let alone the nation, you know, Iowa stacks up really well. And when you look at the workforce, we have talked for years about the fact that we could use more workers, use workers in certain categories, but we have a huge participation rate and it's a real good value as a whole. It's true. You know, we've been really fortunate in the state to have a very high labor force participation rate, well above the national average. Our labor force participation rate this year is 68.1% when we took that measurement in November. Again, really signifies our ability as an economy to get people into the workforce, which is, I think, a really important point. But it also highlights a potential opportunity for improvement when you think about The fact that our labor force participation rate is quite high 
the sixth highest in the nation. Our unemployment rate is very low, right around 3% each month. Presents an opportunity to, again, try to recruit new Iowans into the state. We're effectively tapped out with the labor force that we have with respect to our ability to get more individuals into the labor force. And so what are those new opportunities that we can do to provide more of a population increase or a labor force increase into our state from other surrounding states, for example? Economic growth, obviously well competitive, almost to the outperforming category. The real shining spot in terms of outperforming compared to others is with education and that workforce generally. It really is. You know, we're a top performing state in this capacity. Really, this is measuring our ability to train that workforce. So, yes, we have a numbers problem with respect to our workforce, not enough people in our state to take up all the jobs that we have job postings for. But we have a really good thing going for us when you think about our ability to train our existing workforce. This is done through obviously our educational system, but also through state programs like the Future Ready Iowa program that has now passed its goal of 70% of Iowans having some sort of training beyond high school by 2025. We've completed that goal. Then also with our work-based learning, how can we continue to get more school districts or high schools in school districts to participate in that experiential learning so that students have an idea of what they want to do post high school graduation. Really important statistics for us when we look at how we can train that homegrown talent, if you will. And then if we can couple it with a more of a recruitment pitch for new Iowans coming in, we'll be that much more successful in the long run. So obviously we have a well-educated K-12 foundation, if you will, when you compare the metrics, but then to your point about programs like Future Ready Iowa and specific ways to train this well-educated group of people to be good employees, again, that really does help Iowa stand out from the crowd. That's right. Your other categories include governance, and again, in the competitive category, what does governance entail and what are some of the metrics within that that you look at? This is really about the operational structure of our state and how well it's inclined towards businesses in Iowa. And we've made significant progress in this report. When you look particularly at the tax index rankings for the state of Iowa, we've made considerable progress when you look at our corporate tax climate and our individual tax climate. Jumping in ranking points, we now rank 29th in corporate tax index for this last year. We rank 22nd on individual income tax index, which is up by many states. We were ranked 40th in last year's report. So it just goes to show the difference that our tax cuts that we made in 2022 are having on our ability to employ a workforce, to recruit a workforce. And again, I think it's important to note that we've done these tax cuts in a very responsible way making sure that certain performance metrics are in place, for example, on the corporate tax side before that rate can be lower, but also just the consolidation of brackets and going more towards a fair system with regard to a flat tax really enables our state's ability to compete not only for businesses, but for talent as well. So this is definitely a population growth strategy as we look at our future opportunities here. The governance rating well in the competitive range, close to outperforming, We are still in the competitive category when it comes to health and wellness, perhaps not as well as governance, but still pretty good when we're talking about these variety of factors that make up health and wellness. It's everything from insurance to how well we take care of ourselves. 
really is. You know, a bit of an outlier perhaps with our percent lacking health insurance. Iowa is a top five state with only about four and a half percent of its population lacking a form of health insurance. So that really enables us to get the care that we need, which is obviously a really good thing, right? If you look at the rest of the metrics, we do have some improvement to explore, particularly with the percent of our population that is classified as obese. And then when you look at the mental health providers per 100,000 Iowans, no surprise, unfortunately, that we rank 43rd out of 50 states. I should point out, Jeff, that this is a new metric that we're looking at, the mental health providers. That was something that we've become more involved in as a business council over the last couple of years, really looking at this as a business or an economic issue to be more involved and engaged in as a business association. And so it made sense to us to begin to track this metric. And so we're pleased to be tracking this, but also points out the need to get better, to provide more mental health providers in our state for our citizens. And that's something that we're engaged in at the state level to try to create programs and policies that will encourage more mental health providers to take up residency in our state. That will be a good thing moving forward. When we look at active primary care providers per 100,000, it's interesting if I'm reading this correctly, we have fewer this year as opposed to last, but we're higher in terms of state ranking. This all requires a lot of data sifting because yes, we're doing better nationally, but we're not doing as well as we should within our own borders. I think that's a great point to make. You know, look, this data is dynamic and changes every day. And, you know, when you look at the state rankings, there are other states that change at a much higher rate than we have. And so they've gotten worse at a faster rate than we have, which has enabled us to increase in state rankings. But it's really important, I think, as you do, to dive into the data and take a look at what it is, making sure that we're actually making progress, not just looking at the state rank, but seeing what the data actually shows. And we're about, you know, just under 30 or so less providers per 100,000 this year as compared to last year's report. We'll continue this conversation with Joe Murphy of the Iowa Business Council on this program next week, including information on the fifth metric and, just as important, what should the state's decision makers do now that they have this data? We connected via Zoom on Monday, February 26th. Still to come, rolling off the Iowa assembly line soon, and later, banking to meet the needs of rural Iowa and beyond. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. The Iowa Soybean Association's Research Center for Farming Innovation is driven to deliver unbiased research and results to all our members. Our nationally recognized team of researchers' only incentive is to improve Iowa's soybean farmers' productivity, profitability, and sustainability. From farmer-led trials to the latest research results, our team can find the right unbiased opportunity to meet your farm's unique needs. All thanks to your soy checkoff investment. The Iowa Soybean Association proudly celebrates 60 years of moving our industry forward. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for their news, weather, sports, and a community connection. It's the backbone of the emergency alert system. It's critical that we keep AM radio in cars, because when cell and internet services are down, this free emergency service could be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to four messages a month, and you may text stop to stop. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Welcome back to the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. 
John Deere made a major announcement this past week during the annual National Commodity Classic Gathering in Houston. The largest and highest horsepower tractor that Deere has ever produced will roll off the assembly lines in Waterloo by the middle of this year. It's called the 9RX tractor, a flexible swivel joint articulated tractor with four huge treads or tracks that are in a triangular shape. The tractor can be fitted with different sized horsepower engines to fit customer needs. Now there's no word if this will mean more employees will be added to the deer workforce in Waterloo, but over the past three to four years, Company officials say Deere has invested some $500 million in its Waterloo operations, including a major portion of the tractor works on the northeast part of town undergoing renovation. Some 1,200 positions in the 5,500-person Waterloo operation have been filled through hiring fairs over that same time period. Officials say in a conventional Midwestern farm setting, the new tractors would primarily be used for tillage, broadening the windows for when such time-sensitive work can be done. The new tractor line was conceived and is being built entirely in the Waterloo-Cedar Falls area at various Deer plants. Coming up, Financing the Future. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. It's time to hit the road again, telling stories from the Iowa Almanac in person. I'm Jeff Stein. Our next stop is in Marshalltown on Tuesday, March 12th at 6.30 p.m. For details on that and our other in-person events this spring, go to the Events tab of iowaalmanac.com, and I'll see you there. Welcome back to the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. Last week, we previewed the annual Hawkeye Farm Show, which was held this past week in Cedar Falls. One of those on hand to meet with attendees was Bank Iowa, a multi-generation family-owned entity that has served the interests of rural Iowa for more than a century. Chuck Paulson is Vice President for Business Banking with Bank Iowa's Cedar Falls location. We are located in Northeast Iowa. We have locations in the Cedar Valley, Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Independence, and the Cedar Rapids area, and we've got rural locations spread out throughout. We've got about 13 locations that serve all of Northeast Iowa. Since our inception in 1921, we've been owned by the same family for over 100 years, and our roots are in agriculture, and we have continued that. We've evolved. We've grown with how agriculture has grown. We are very committed to supplying the agricultural community with the financing they need for not just this generation, but generations to come. We have a very, very seasoned ag staff. You know, the thing that I think that sets us apart is, unlike where the trend in a lot of banking is going to, you know, I would call it more of um, recipe lending, where if you fit in the box, they'll lend you the money. We've been around agriculture. We've lived agriculture for so long. We know that there's really no agricultural business that really ever fits into a box. And if they do fit into a box, they may not fit in a box later. We're very flexible. We understand that ag has its ups and its downs. We're there for you. We're a partner in your operation. I mean, we take that very seriously here at Bank Iowa. 
What are some of your customers telling you? Is there a sense of optimism? Obviously, you've got to be one of the most optimistic persons on the planet if you're involved in agriculture, <laughs> yep. and this week's weather will be proof of that. But do you get a sense that people are feeling good, or are they just a little nervous? I would say there's definitely some apprehension and some nervousness in the agricultural community. There's going to be some, some real challenges going forward in this year. We just came off of a drier season. For the most part, the producers, especially in this northeast Iowa area, we were the bullseye on the drought this year. And that showed in their yields this fall. That's got people nervous. And then with us being one of the few areas that was really dry, we're sitting on a lot of corn in the U.S. right now. And that's putting a lot of pressure on these prices. This area especially has that, I'll call it the double whammy of prices. Also, we've got the lower production. So there's definitely some concern within the agricultural community right now. As someone who's been around the block, as an entity, as Bank Iowa, who has seen this rise and fall, what are some of the things that you can do, some of the counsel you can give to your customers to help get them through this interesting period? At Bank Iowa, we really try to dive in deep with our customers and really get to know their operations so that we can be a partner in, in may helping them making some financial decisions, whether it's, is this the year to upgrade your combine? Is this the time to be buying some, what I would call, high-priced ground right now? Even though there's some, some stress on the ag community right now, it may be the right time to do those things. But until you work with a professional, look at those numbers get that maybe that unbiased unemotional opinion on it and just look at it from a different angle you may think it's maybe a possibility or maybe not and maybe you just need another way to look at it we try to look at the whole picture and usually most of our customers we worked with them for years decades generations we know what they're capable of we know what's going to work and what's going to not and advise them at the end of the day it's still their operation they're the ones that need to make the payments but we want to advise them the best we can But especially as ground becomes available, and especially if it's contiguous to plots you already own, boy, it doesn't matter the economic climate. It's hard to pass that up because of the long game. Yeah, and and that's really what we look at. Right now, farm ground's expensive. There's no two ways about it. Really, it's, it's can the cash flow handle it? And that's where we look to maybe some government programs through FSA, some beginning farmer loans. 50-50 down payment loans, some other programs that maybe your producer didn't think it was possible to buy that chunk of ground contiguous to them. We explore all the different options for them to buy it. And maybe it's not that producers who's closer to the end of its career, maybe it's that next generation that can utilize some of these programs. Maybe that's the option too. So we look at all the options to make sure that they know everything that's available to them at that time to buy that contiguous part of ground that will probably never come up again in their lifetime. And again, when you have a generational farming operation, that's a good way to expand to support multiple generations for a limited period of time until the older generation decides to transition out. Exactly. I've been here long enough. I'm working with the next generation. And that's the fun part of our job is we get to see not only success of our customers, but now we get to see the success of that next generation coming through. And we've, at Bank Iowa, we acknowledge that we also need to hire the next generation. We're looking for those new young lenders who can grow up, you know, with that family and that family farm operation and be their trusted advisor too. We're not only investing in our customers, we're also investing in our employees and bringing up that next generation. Let's talk about some of the other services that you folks offer. You deal with businesses and individuals in a variety of ways. We're focused on agribusiness because we're here at the farm show, but you folks take care of your customers in these various communities in a variety of ways. 
we can take care of all of your banking needs. We are one of the larger community banks in the state. We can do a large array of products all the way from retail to house loans to home equity loans. Everybody's talking about what can I get on my deposits. So we've got really good CD rates right now too. And just as important as serving our ag community, we are really committed to serving the small business community in our community. So we put our business lenders, put that same passion into getting to know those customers' businesses too. Because just like the ag, those small businesses don't fit into a box either. They have some specific needs that really you need an expert that knows not only the lending, but also knows, you know, we're a little bit of a jack of all trades. We need to know a little bit of legal. We need to know a little bit of tax. We need to know where to direct these people to get the best advice and make the most out of their businesses. And that's one of the things that's very important. You're talking about the ag community that you deal with. Well, if the small towns, our cities and towns are not vibrant through the help that you provide to small businesses, well, then we we lose the way of life. That's why it's so important to have a lender like Bank Iowa that's been after it for more than 100 years. We have been, and, and all of our decisions are still locally made. The decisions are made by people who live within your communities. They know the projects that are going on. They know the people involved in the projects, and they want, just as you said, we want to see our local communities succeed. Those local community successes are success also. Chuck Paulson is Vice President for Business Banking with Bank Iowa's Cedar Falls location. We spoke in Cedar Falls at the Hawkeye Farm Show on February 27th. Learn more at bankiowa.com. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to totallyiowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. That's where you'll find podcasts of full interviews with many of the folks you hear on this program. They're listed as IBR Extras and IBR Business Profiles. And we're also found on all the major podcast distributors, 18 now in all. Support for the Iowa Business Report comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more and review the group's 2024 legislative priorities by going to iowabusinesscouncil.org. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com.